0: Welcome to Unstoppable You with Christine Patton. Does it seem like something could be holding you and your business back from your dream of great success? Can you put your finger on what that is? In today's show, you'll learn the tools and patterns that will guide you toward the success that you dream of. Now, here's your host, Christine Patton.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unstoppable You with me, Chris Patton. This is where we talk about empowerment, resilience, and passion, and how it all works to conquer the game of business, because you are your business. What you should know and remember is who you have become in your life will show up in your business. There's a direct relationship. Well, folks, sadly, this is my last show with this network, voiceamerica.com. I have to say I have truly enjoyed the opportunity to present my ideas and to have engaged in conversation with my excellent guests over the past several months. And I appreciate the time you listeners have spent with me. I have been honored by your attention. Thank you. Now, today, I was thinking about what to talk about. And I feel the best way to seal the deal on my thoughts and ideas of the of all my all my shows since October 15th, 2020, is to address the present circumstances in which we find ourselves. And that's the COVID-19 world pandemic and the fallout around the world. No better the way than to go at it directly. We all have been experiencing momentous time over the last year, and it has left many feeling confused, fearful, angry. Resentful and full of doubt, or whatever is going on for all of you, especially as our personal freedoms have been greatly restricted. And all the feelings associated with the last year are valid. In other words, they're natural and an inevitable consequence of what we're going through and seeing around the world. The big question is why? Why has this happened? And why does the situation seem to be worsening with time? So today, I will be speaking with a guest that you should know well by now, if you've been following my show, Mr. Scott Patton. Scott very kindly enlightened us on the power of kindness back in October, and again before Christmas with me on the power to create a future we want with vision. And we feel it's important to create a different mindset around what's going on, because that way... We can transcend. We have the opportunity to transcend the difficulties we're experiencing, and it's a way to restore ourselves and our world to true wellness and happiness. You could say that we are the microcosm of the macrocosm, as within, so without. As we feel internally, we are seeing expressed in the outer world. What does that mean? Let's get at it. Welcome back, Scott. It's always good to chat with you about ideas big and small.
2: I love being here. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So for those who aren't familiar with you, Scott, let's begin with your bio. I do this every show because I want people to understand where people are coming from with with their ideas. So Scott was a biomedical student at the University of Waterloo, a former junior hockey player, a sought after health and physical trainer, the CEO of two companies, and the voice of vitality and glowing health. He's actually my guru. Uh, Oh, and he's 24 years
2: old. Soon to
1: be 25. Hey, dude, it's coming up.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Awesome. So, Scott, uh, as we've talked about, um, we've both been doing a bit of thinking lately about what we can do to cope better with our circumstances. I'm in British Columbia, Canada. You're in Ontario, Canada. And I think your restrictions are more difficult than what we're experiencing out here. Um, Not just with COVID, but, you know, we're looking at a financial issue, uh, if not now. Um, soon. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's gaining perspective on what's going on. I mean, I think what we're being told to do is clearly not working. Um, but um, I think there are ways around this. So I think it begins with how we think about what's going on. And so we need to create a different lens for how we understand the world. How are you in that?
2: I think that's perfect. And I think it might sound strange, but I like the idea of taking sort of a selfish lens at this time, because what's going on around the world is, it's so immensely terrifying when you buy into this global story that's going on. However, on the individual level, I think you and I can say very privileged and fortunate we we don't know anyone that's really been, you know, extremely affected. So especially in my case, you know really not knowing anyone it's been an unbelievable time of self introspection and reflection and if i may it reminds me of a quick story there's the co-founder of headspace andy patickom mm-hmm. he was a monk for 10 years and he explained in an interview once that you know when you go off to be a monk the first two or three weeks are kind of like a vacation it's beautiful you know it's it's relaxing and I think that is how COVID started for a lot of people, this, right. this pandemic, right? For the first little bit, it's like, hey, I get some time off. Great. You know, it
1: was fun to be in our jammies and eat junk food and watch TV.
2: I think everyone did Wait, that. Wait, sorry, that was just my life. <laughs> no, no, that's, <laughs> that's everybody. Um, and then, on you know, what happens after that, and like Andy Petticombe explained is, it's just you and your mind, and you can't escape it. And for me, it was kind of like you alluded to, extremely terrifying, but very liberating, knowing that I just had myself to be with, and I really couldn't go anywhere, essentially, by law. There was only one place to turn, and that was internally. And while that's incredibly hard, it's also, if you're willing to do the work, and I think work through it very freeing. So it was forced time to really work on yourself. And on a very selfish level, it's been a very important time for myself.
1: So you better like you, right?
2: You better like you. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. How'd that turn out? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 still developing. Yeah. It's too, yeah,
1: I'll, no, and it is. Never done. Yeah, we're never done. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: So yeah, I, I think that this 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 introspection, it leads to thoughts about the best way to make use of the time we're in in this experience. Um right. and I think this leads to how to reach the optimal outcome for us, because we know that what happens for us spreads. Mm-hmm. Um and in other words, I think that how we're better t- directing this shift directing the shift and i think i said to you uh, in our warm up conversation this is this is riding the wave not being submerged by it it mm-hmm. eventually affects everyone so that's kind of where we're going with this right mm-hmm. okay so one way to look at this in my view uh is th- i mean some people think this is ri- ridiculous to to say it this way but this is a time of liberation mm-hmm. not incarceration not prison and to, so so what that means is to the superficial eye, it seems that we're going through a punishing collapse that something has decided it doesn't like us, and it's and it's wiping us out with all kinds of bad things um, because many of us have lost things that we hold dear, um people who are who we love dearly, um, our own health uh, and then the personal restrictions that come from it, and of course, the financial follow up, which is yet we've yet to see and this is terrifying. So, you know, in, in all of that, even if you're not affected directly by any of this, we feel we're losing our grip on what we know. Because first of all, this was forced on us and anything that we we don't we're not in control of, we get very uncomfortable at yeah. the very least. You know, beyond that to terrified, absolutely terrified. Yeah. Um you yeah, you're 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 kind of seeing that too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is a little bit scary when you are told, you know, you can't go out, you can't go to certain places. You know, there is a little bit of that. It's very uncomfortable. And it does, it does bring out a lot. Um, It's more irritating.
1: It's more irritating, I think, to some of us, as we have things taken away, or we have to wear a mask, and we have to socially distance and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I think I think the truth is here's what we're getting at today is that our world if we're if we develop any awareness the world has been collapsing at an alarming rate for many years. Yeah. And now we're experiencing the crux of this devastation because we've reached the limit of our of what's sustainable on our earth. Um you know our existence is the mo- in in the most precarious position it's ever been. And humanity is the worst violator On the planet. Uh, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton calls this time we're in the sixth mass extinction.
2: So that's not just actually Bruce Lipton. That's essentially what everyone else is calling it. And I don't have the exact stat, but we have lost something like 50% of the biodiversity on life in the last, it's either 30 or 50% in the last like 50 years. So what that means is, of all the life on the planet, and we're not just talking humans, we're talking the bacteria, the fungi, like literally every other living thing. Like it's either 30 or 50% we've literally lost in the last, you know, decades. And so, yeah, wow. it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It is really an extinction event.
1: Well, it is. And, I mean, and climate change. I mean, look at what's happening with our weather. We're losing our polar ice cap. Um, and so physically, the manifestation is, is the way we're living as a whole is not sustainable. And we were warned and we didn't listen.
2: And you know what, too? Um, just for myself, knowing the human health, uh, there's there's a doctor you and I are both very fond of, Dr. Zach Bush. He became yep. essentially like the number one sought-after podcast guest during this because he really is an angel and a genius. It's a rare combination. I think so, too. And he was one of the rare few who would talk about the health statistics of, I believe it was the States or North America. And it would absolutely shock and terrify you to learn about the like what we were headed towards, for example, if if you follow, what are the doctors who deal with having children? Um, I'm forgetting the name. Ob, 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 obstetricians, uh, perhaps, um, The and it's nothing you it, would know about, but and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, it's um, the oh, fertility doctors. Okay. Um, okay. So essentially, when you follow the statistics. It was so bad that if you if you follow it out in about 30 40 50 or 60 years there weren't going to be any more children on this planet we like the human race was literally about to become completely infertile i didn't know that when you also went about things like cancer and whatnot so the only reason that i bring this up is i think it's such a beautiful point right now systems are collapsing and it's just because we literally got to a point in i think our world where we couldn't move forward if you know anything about soil We've destroyed about 97, I hope I'm getting a statistic right, but I believe it's about 97% of our topsoil on this planet. And that is actually the major drive of climate change, which people don't understand yep. because soil sinks in carbon. So we just got to a point with, with all the respect, ignorance, when it comes to farming, when it comes to human health, this whole story that kind of got put together. It's, we, we, we came to this extinction event where it was either we radically changed society Or we destroy it, you know, and then eventually it seems to pop back like it always does. And so I think that's the real uncomfortable change we're going through right now is we have to let this old system die before we can create the new one.
1: Exactly. And on top of all of that, the degradation of respect for life, um, perversion of morals, fragmentation of order, uh, human values, corruption, greed, improper use of power. Um, you know, the, the oppressive regimes of business, finance, medicine, big pharma, government, you name it. This, these are all thought forms, as, as, as Dr. Sheldrake talks about, you know, morphogenic, morphogenetic fields. Um, so this is an opportunity to watch this collapse and finally be free of all of them. Um, none of it's supportable any longer. And I think the worldwide pandemic is a cover story for what's really happening.
2: Yeah, if, if I may make the point, I think I've said it on a previous podcast, but I find it so strange to try and reconcile these two things. On the one hand, I woke up in a comfortable bed, had in a nice shower, ate clean food. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel very safe in my environment. Like I essentially live in the most, like I was actually thinking about this last night, going to sleep. I live like a king, like kings two, three, four, five hundred 500 years ago, weren't even close to what I live like now. True. So on one hand, it's all incredible. However, on the same hand, that same society, which gives me stability and safety and freedom, when you look at the major institutions, whether it's education, whether it's medicine, whether it's banking, uh, I'm gonna use the vulgar word, but they're very, I think, parasitic in nature, whereas they aren't for the good of the people, but there seems to be a lot of, we're like using us for their own means. And so, you know, like you're talking about these systems in society, it's, I think it's really cool to be in this position where we not only are unbelievably stable, but it also could be so much better. And there really aren't times where you, where you radically redesign a system to be more perfect unless something like this crazy happens. If this didn't happen, it would probably just be business as usual and we wouldn't have this. So you use some beautiful words like degradation of order. And, um, you know, with, like I, I love, I hope on, you know, you repeat that because it really was, you know, I think brought out this, this lacking we have in society and it's going to force us to create way better systems thoroughly. We're not only stable, but, you know, are for the people.
1: Right. Perfect. And so that leads into the next point is, okay, let's leave that behind. Now what, you know, where are we going? And we need to get into the form of life where all life is sacred, right? People, animals, plants, all of mother earth. Um, and, and how do we, it's called the, the Axis Monday of, 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 of what, what is that centering whole place where we can all get to where we recognize equality in its true form. We don't just think it, we live it. You know, feel it, say it, do it. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about the concept of God. Now, for listeners, that may be a horrible word for you or it leaves you (laughs) uncomfortable. And we're not talking the God from religion. We're talking just simply, I choose God because it's three letters, it's easy, and I can say it. So for me, it's um, it's that beautiful, infinite, powerful, omniscient, loving, intelligent, benevolent force in the universe. Whatever... Like, what or who created the earth and the universe? It wasn't man. It's the ultimate of arrogance to think that man can do any of this.
2: Of course. We're simply
1: running around here um, in a play that's been designed by something else. And so, that's what I mean by God. And, and, you know, we can call it the universe, the source, the creator, the Tao, the 99 names names of Allah, whatever we're comfortable with. That's what you and I are talking about, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um So the idea that we're going to get into um, after the break is the ego being that kind of parasitic type of consciousness um, as opposed to the new loving way that we can live as human beings where all life is sacred. How do we get there? Um, And I think that's uh, a beautiful segue into um, steps to take, how to look at, what it is we're doing and how to connect so if you're tuning in um, I'm here with Scott Patton we're talking about the state of the world uh, what we can do to ride the wave and not be submerged by it we'll be right back Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast.
2: If that doesn't
3: work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, Please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email during the week to chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back
1: to Unstoppable You. And we're back. We're here with Scott Patton. We're talking about the state of the world, the turn of the times. Really, there's so much we could talk about. But so let's get back to this really quickly. We're talking before we left for the break, ego and love, um, f- for lack of other words and semantics, you know, let's not worry about semantics, it's it's what it means to the individual. And so I, I said earlier, before we got into the show, this is kind of like the micro and the macro. So what's going on inside we bring out and happens in, in our lives on the outside. So as within, so without, which is what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to become aware that the outer systems mentioned um, the outer things degradation that we're seeing around us is representing our internalized ego or state of mind and being. So, you know, the ego is essentially the operating system that gets downloaded at birth. It's the identity with, the outer, the body, the attachments, the neediness, the outside influences. So, this is the proposition we're working with with today, and that is we need to let this go. Number one, we got to get rid of paranoid theories, and that is that man is doing this. We already talked about this. Really? What man could control the world? And that's, that begs, I think it begs common sense, but... Any conspiracy theories about some group, the billionaires or business political elites, deep states, Freemasons, the Kabbalists, the Illuminati, the aliens. Okay, it's not them. That's our position today, I suppose. So what if we accepted that God, the idea of God, is running the world? Whoever created the universe and created this situation to go, okay, you humans, all you bad little children. Okay, I don't like bad. All you (laughs) children making mistakes and not realizing it you're going to sit for a minute and have a timeout. What do you think of that?
2: You know, I think <laughs> it's perfect, but I I look at it a little bit of a different way. Perhaps what I think is the, the idea of God, the creator, the source, whatever it is, allowing us to work through. I'm going to actually say that I would think it is more or less, let's say, man, which created the situation. Mm-hmm. However, the reason that I say that is because it's, so, this is I'm taking a little bit of an idea from Greg Braden. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are, are, are unfamiliar, Greg Braden has been doing incredible scientific work for the last number of decades, published yep. author. He's spoken at the UN about his theories. He's, he's quite the he's guy. He's
1: amazing. Yeah, I love him.
2: And he speaks about our movies as consciousness informing consciousness. And that, in and of itself, could be its own podcast. But I think what's going on right now is we're getting the feedback on how we've been acting. Right. And it's like we have this brilliant source God running through us and yet we've decided to use it in a way and now what we're getting to see is really vivid the results of what we've been doing and so I love your idea it's not it's not one man or it's not man which essentially let's say creating this whole thing but on the other hand I think because humans are so incredibly powerful and I think we can realize that Mm -hmm. the reflection of the world we're getting right now is the way that we are interacting with all the other life just isn't working and so I think.
1: So you're um, saying well, more into a natural consequence.
2: It this is a natural
1: it's, consequence. Okay.
2: Yeah, of, of, like of the ignorance that. which humans have displayed. And so I think if you if you look at let's say a god or source as something that you can resonate or tune into, right now we're having to ask questions of okay, let's you know I think most people would associate cooperation and working with all the other life as more of a divine aspect. So right now we're getting a chance to die away from the ignorance we've displayed. And we've kind of it's run through us. And now we're starting to design systems which are honoring that idea that life is sacred. And so I think we're learning how to co-create with our life. And if that's not God, if that's not divine, I don't know what is right. So, yeah, I it. yeah, I it. now no. Now, what do you think of that in terms of man creating the problem, but resonating with God is the solution. Something like that.
1: Well, I think that's the duality that we've been living with for a long time. And that is very naturally at our soul level, the Atman level, whatever it is, we are holy. We are part of God. We are a particle of God. We are love. We are goodness. And we come into the world like that. The, The trouble is, you know, we download that operating system as soon as, you know, even in utero which is where the ego starts. We start to absorb our mother's cascade, predominant cascade of emotions and thoughts, thought forms and our fathers and our And, and as we grow, we take on all of the ideas and the behaviors, the words, the actions, all of that um, of everyone around us because we're born into a tribe that is totally foreign to us. Imagine, imagine going back to birth and realizing you're this little helpless infant and you've got to survive. You know, the biological imperative, how, how the hell does that work? I mean, you got to take on what your tribe's doing, man, like you got to fit. So yeah. um, we take on all these ideas. And, and the ideas are that we're lacking and we're unworthy um, by what happens because we have a completely unformed, undisciplined, undiscerning mind to ascertain that, oh, oh life's actually good. I'm not stupid or I'm not, I'm not lacking or worthy in any way. And this is the ego that grows, This is the idea that grows through life. And then we start to project these feelings of whatever evil or whatever is lacking or not working onto the life that we are projecting outward, which is the illusion, the movie. That's what I think it is.
2: You know, I think to make a point um, parallel to that, when we use the word nature, I think it is so misleading because nature is one word. But nature refers to all of the living stuff on the planet, and if you go back like three or four hundred years, there's essentially only nature on this planet, and it's all the living stuff. Right. And if you, and when you start to understand how much other life is on this planet, we're talking hundreds of thousands of different types of parasites, um, you know, tens of thousands of different types of bacteria, like you know, millions of different types of fungi. And so I think when you really learn about nature and how unbelievably cooperative it is, the only way that you could possibly have a system that incorporates millions of different types of life forms is unbelievable cooperation. Now, as human beings, perhaps when we are born in a hospital that has white walls with only a couple people around and we live inside, you know, these four walls of concrete, you start to really lose that connection with the unbelievable cooperation that's going on, you know, outside right. us. And so to me, again, it's almost going back to me creating this problem is the ego defending itself. That's to me, like you said, more so of a natural consequence because when you're born in a place where you're not around all the other cooperation going outside you. Yeah, it gets harder. And you, you have to take care of yourself because kind of who else is going to do it? So no wonder we get into these like, well, I have to defend to myself. I can imagine now, this, this isn't, doesn't necessarily go off the tribes living in, in fields, but or in, in forests and nature. But I can imagine if we got reintroduced to nature and the intelligence and the brilliance of nature, knowing everything we know about how unbelievably cooperative it is. Can you imagine the, the, the sigh and the breath that humans would give and go, oh, it turns out that all the other life forms have found a way to work together and sustain them?
1: You know, well, think about, we sorry, think here. about when you go out in nature, how you feel. Just a okay. good point.
2: Yeah, but you continue. know what, exactly. Japanese used to call it—they called it forest bathing. It's hilarious that we had to give a scientific word to going outside in nature, but they right. called it forest bathing. And believe it or not, da da da, it has a bunch of really amazing health, you know, consequences. Like if, you know everything you can imagine gets better when you go outside amongst nature. And this is, you know, probably alluding to our first conversation. But when human beings are on cooperative systems, cooperative things, we relax because we're reminded that there is cooperation and I am taken care of and I'm part, and I could be part, better way to say it, of a system where I don't have to just defend for myself because that's a really terrifying existence.
1: And that's the separation. We have to understand we're meant to live in community. We're meant to cooperate. We're meant to collude and to be together. Yeah. So really... What we're talking about here is, is the beginning of the destruction of the ego, and that is the separation taking away um, or transcending this ego mind that we're talking about, this, this idea, this connection of, of everything that's false yep. in our lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, there are a lot of yogis around and people who talk about this, and they talk about this as the deconstruction stage. Um, and it's, it's like anything. It's like, you know, if you've ever been through a a renovation of your home and remodeling, you know, that deconstruction stage is freaking horrible. I mean, and you you can't even see what your house is going to look like. And it just feels very, oh my God, but you have to go through it to get something better. And that is the home that you want designed as you want.
2: Anyone who's exercised should know this immediately as a former Mm -hmm. strength and conditioning coach. I always would tell people, it's like renovating a kitchen. You have to take down the cupboards before you put in the new ones. That's what you do in exercise. You have to break down the muscle. You got to really put yourself through stress. And that is the signal for kind of more growth. And so you could think of what we're going through in the world to put it really, really mildly and euphemistically. It's like we're doing a huge set of really heavy squats. So, you know, we've done a lot of damage and now we have to find out how to repair. And that's the next evolution. So beautiful. Yeah, a great yeah. That just came yeah. to mind. Yeah.
1: And that's definitely what you know about. And this, so this, this dismantling stage um, as you and I both know is very uncomfortable. You know, this is when we start to turn our awareness inward now, which is what we're saying is necessary in order to clear out the debris of everything we've learned. That's false for us. <clears throat> and so this is, again, um, it's, it's, it's bringing up all that repressed pain from our lives, seeing it as having purpose, why, why we're feeling it, why we're projecting that out. Um, and we often deny this, we run from it, we, we deny it, we stay busy, you know, that that badge of busyness. Really, what busyness is, It's choices, it's taking on a life where you don't have to deal with your shit, really, that's what it is. So we don't have to deal with the pain, because we're too busy because this is darn uncomfortable and this is the hard part, right? This is, it's hard to say, this is something we all need to do because it's, it's just, it feels awful, but we are going to a better place when we do it, right? We feel lighter eventually.
2: Absolutely. In fact, there is, there was a study done and uh, a guy by the name of Jay Shetty, whom I'm a big fan of has yes, referenced me too. this. Yep. And essentially they put, and I don't know the study very well, but I think I got the details. They put men and women in a room And they said, okay, you can be alone with yourself, with your own thoughts for 15 minutes, or you can give yourself an electric shock and get out. It was, I believe, 30% of the females and something like 60% of the males chose the electric shock as opposed (laughs) to being alone with themselves for 15 minutes. For
1: 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, you laugh, I knew it was crazy, but... I think it's just because in today's world, we are always stimulated on the outside. And you know what? Just to make a little bit of a science metaphor, think about nighttime 400 years ago versus now. Nighttime 400 years ago, it was completely dark outside. You could barely see unless you had a little bit of a fire going. When your stimulation is cut off outside of you and you're still awake, well, naturally the only thing which comes up is your own internal thoughts because you don't have to deal with the external stuff. Right. Right when you go to today's society and we always have like right before you go to bed, you have the lights on the TV, your phone, when you're, when you're always stimulated on the outside and then it's like, you shut that down and you just, you know, knock yourself up before sleep. There never is that darkness kind of internal reflection time. And if, again, you know, it seems to be coming up a natural thing. A lot of this is just natural consequences of what we've done, you know, mm. trying to like re-engineer an environment and we're just starting to learn perhaps it doesn't work so well.
1: Yeah. And, and I've heard it say, said the ego's filters are self-fulfilling prophecies. So, what you expect is what happens, right? That's a
2: beautiful way of saying it.
1: Yeah. So, it, it's a matter of of now, again, now what? So, now this what? is a matter, matter really of, of raising our vibration, um, finding the highest possible version of ourselves. And by doing so recognizing that we will then um, connect with other people in the world and our loving source. Um, But, but nothing gives this to us, right? There's no person, there's no workshop, there's no book. There's a lot of information on how to, but the bottom line is they can't do our sit-ups for us. We have to do them right. So we have to do the work to deconstruct our own stuff, which is not the same as anyone else's necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then finding our bliss. This is really about finding our bliss um, in order to replace I think um, to bring in the love the joy the happiness the the peace the contentedness the fulfillment whatever it is you're you're trying to create
2: yeah yeah find your bliss and follow your bliss stirs that's that's another mm-hmm. kind of a way to put it and it's, yeah and it's it just it's like a superhero kind of movie you know like follow your bliss and that could be whatever that is it's going to be tough along the way you know it's I think that I just want to make this point. People here follow your bliss. Oh, my life's going to be easy and perfect all the way through. No, not quite. But it is, you know, what is that path which really turns you on maximally and truly brings you meaning, joy, and love, in the best and worst of times kind of thing. Find your it's bliss. But there are going to be some blisters. But when, when you're on that path of bliss, it's just, you know, you move forward because that's, that's what you do.
1: Yeah, you talked about once the analogy with the ocean is, you know, it, it's it's truly, again, I'll say it for the third or fourth time, I'm not going to stop saying it. It's right. riding the wave, not being submerged by it. So, yeah. the ocean is still going to be choppy. Um, although I, in my experience, it's a little less so, because I can see that what's coming at me is not trying to knock me down. It's like, how, why is this happening for me, not to me? Um, yeah. So, again, it's transcending what's going on. And why this is good for me and how I can how I can make something of this how, how I can create something so I kind of came up with three ways that you and I can talk about to create that bliss um and so um we're going to go for a break soon but um but yeah anything else you want to say about bliss before we go
2: no I'm excited to get into this next next three topic it's a really really good one
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what we're going to talk about before, um, just to keep you all here, listeners, uh, we're going to talk about getting quiet, we're going to talk about learning, and we're going to talk about surrendering. And I never understood what surrendering meant, and now I kind of do. So we're going to come back uh, on how to train ourselves to find that bliss, to fill in the holes that we cleared out, the debris that we've cleared out of the ego. Don't go away. We're excited to be back with you.
3: Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned into to Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email during the week to chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Scott Patton. And if you've been listening, we're talking about how to find your bliss, which helps to create that new order within our lives and around us to move forward. And so three things that we think are important, the two of us that we've used in our lives, we've taken from the gurus, the people who give advice, and we've tested these. So these are time-tested things. Number one, learn to get quiet. Learn to get quiet. Um, So... You know, most of us, again, going back to this busyness, is we have trained our bodies to live in a state of constant overstimulation, fight or flight. And we'll get into that in a moment, the physical, I think, uh, about how we we can short circuit that. But training the body to be quiet is really, really important because it's not used to. The nervous system, all the cells in your body are all addicted, I think, I can say that um, addicted to this feeling of overstimulation, too much coffee, too much going on, you know, too much stress. So when we get quiet, then we can allow this deconstruction to happen. We can allow our intuition and our real selves to talk to us, to tell us what's going on, to be able to process it and kind of, uh, get rid of it. So we've been in this wartime economy for too long. We've been in this chaos. And so we have to train our bodies. And so, um, We have to get okay with doing nothing, not thinking, not planning, not engaging with anyone except inner peace and quiet.
2: You know, on that note, it's so funny because the idea, it's such a human idea of doing nothing. Because when you, let's say, are sitting and meditating and quote unquote doing nothing, you have 50 trillion cells. And I won't even go to all the biological facts, but there is so much intelligence going on at that exact moment that you are quote unquote doing nothing. And it's hilarious to think because you don't realize how many times your heart beats in a day. Your your lungs work by themselves. Your digestive system you don't have to control that. And so it just I think it mirrors exactly as you said as within. So without humans are always rushing to you know because we have to make things happen and we have to control. But if there is ever the best teacher in the world is our body. When we simply just take time to, quote unquote, do nothing, there is this perfection and intelligence which still runs thoroughly so that we can maximally be healthy. And I think that's it's very nice to know that your body still works perfectly and amazingly when you, quote unquote, do nothing.
1: Exactly. And then this peacefulness, this wholeness, this centeredness, contentedness rises within us which is where we're going with this.
2: It's, you know, um, if I just may, it's sort of like how a forest works when humans don't interfere. This perfect balance and harmony seems to work. When humans start to want to get to control it, that's when it kind of gets a little, you know, if we don't co-create with it, it's when it gets a little messed up. So again, as within, so without.
1: Yeah, and look what's happened with the world. When, when we're forced to stay indoors and not be the parasites that we are, we're hearing stories that the the, the earth has healed itself in so many ways that is nature that is natural and that is us and the world
2: and you know what i think the very perverse way when you hear people say is oh this world would be better if humans weren't on it it's like no the world would be better if you know stupidity and ignorance and arrogance wasn't on it humans are brilliant and we can co-create with nature it's just like it's now. It's we've stopped the ignorant actions on nature. Go figure, it gets better. And yeah. So now we say that's what it's supposed to work like. How do we maintain that kind yeah, of?
1: How thing? do we choose to be in symbiosis? Right. Absolutely. How do yeah. we? Yeah. So, but again, that starts inner. Um, so the the quiet thing, uh, and in my clients, I've noticed. You know, when I say, look, five minutes a day. Now, who doesn't have five minutes a day? Set aside time, best in the morning. Don't look at your phone. Don't drink coffee. Nothing's happened yet. Mm -hmm. Um, sit still for five minutes and and everybody reports i just wanted to kill myself in that five minutes like it's your your ego your body will scream at you you're wasting time what are you doing you're not doing anything this is not valuable i mean that's how we're conditioned to to be and so it's getting through that it's like getting through the start of your new nutrition plan your new exercise plan it's a little painful but really really important and This is when you can get the answers. You can ask the questions and you can get the answers. This is when your soul will speak to you, your intuition. So really, I liken it to connecting with your inner guidance. This is your time to do that.
2: Yeah. And you know what? It's um, Perhaps that may sound woo-woo to some people, but I'll just point out Jordan Peterson is a very prominent intellectual in the Western Hemisphere, even he says that if you sit at the edge of your bed and you ask yourself what you could be doing and you're willing to listen to yourself, you will get the answer. So I just wanted to add that because it 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 may sound a little woo-woo when you say, I'm going to listen to my higher self and, you know, if something's going to come through, it's like, yeah, whatever. But as weird as that it sounds. It does. It happens. Even, yeah, even incredibly, you know, I don't want to call it intellectual, but, you know, incredibly, let's say, logical, objective Incredible. people. still come to that same conclusion because for some reason humans have access and perhaps all life forms have access to that and it's reliable it's scary because if you're going to get quiet and listen who knows what you're going to hear but at the same time knowing that we have that access to intelligence and if we're willing to listen and we're willing to get quiet it's like there's still this force that takes care of us and that's a really beautiful thing
1: it is and this is a capability This is not a detriment. This is a capability. This allows us to connect with that God force, that centeredness, that love, that divine whatever it is you're looking for to create the bliss, um, to get out of the separation. And so, leads us to the second point, and that is to learn, to become a lifelong learner. Um, You know, many people I'm finding in my conversations are finding themselves getting curious about spiritual matters or more deeply as, as I've gone, I've gone more deeply into spirituality and I've been there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so it's giving freedom to that urge to learn, to latch to something that just lights us up, you know, that burning man thing to find your passion in something that just lights you up um, and to allow yourself to be guided by it. So, you know, it's learning to pose the question and wait for the answer you know we're senders and receivers we can't do both at the same time right so it's learning to stop sending stop thinking stop controlling and be receptive and listen
2: yeah yeah i i really want if there are any young listeners out here because one of the the most frequent things i hear from people of my age 24 25 and that kind of time mm-hmm. is that like i don't know what i want to do with my life mm-hmm. and if you're oh, in yeah. north america listening it's you have so much choice It's, you know, I actually, I was was joking today, There's something in business called like, I believe it's called the Baskin-Robbins problem, where you have so many different choices. It doesn't matter what, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't matter what you choose. You'll always think that there kind of could be something else. So it's very hard to choose. Right. And so, you know, when it comes to that idea of like, I don't, you know, perhaps you're a little confused, you don't quite know what it is that you want to do, being willing to get quiet and being willing to try is... Um, you know, it's something which all kind of humans go through and it is a real struggle, but you'll know when you do find that passion and it will let you up.
1: You do. And it's being open to letting your body, your soul, your mind, whatever you want to say, your guidance, your own guidance, talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. that's the best way to align yourself with whatever it is you're here to do. And stop yeah. looking at what the world tells you is important, what you should be doing, this is really following your heart, which is why I wrote my book, Showing Up, Becoming the Me I Want to Be, is yeah. to give that guidance. Uh, and that is to to stop and and listen to yourself. That's the best relationship you could ever create.
2: Absolutely. It's it's the perfect feedback because it is, it's the only real feedback. And, you know, on this point of learn, we do live in a very fortunate time throughout history, human history, where we can try and sample so many things. If you don't know what kind of food you like, try Thai food, try Chinese, you know, try sushi, try Italian. And that's really, you know, how, how you get it. And you'll start to learn, even in the idea of spirituality, there's like a million different paths that you can take in it. Um, but simply being willing to learn and being willing to try different things and then be honest and get, getting quiet and listening to yourself. You know, take, the take, take the feedback. Take the feedback. And if a lot of it's negative, perfect. That means your feedback system works. And it means you just quite haven't found it yet. You, it's Great. like, don't look over there. You know, so go in the other yeah, direction. Try this one. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I love that. I love that. We, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing to be where we are today in our world and to have this opportunity to look.
2: It really is, and
1: yeah. and you know this this learning when you're when you're in the learning phase and you're learning something and you you're, it may lead, it'll lead to something else it, not may it will lead to something else and leads to something else. Watch for the synchronicities the serendipities the cool experiences that happen for you as you yeah. take a step into a new path so learning become a lifelong learner and you won't be disappointed and be, you know it become somebody interesting yeah at the end yeah. of the day, whether you're three or 25 or 89, become somebody interesting.
2: I would say become something interesting, become someone interesting to yourself. Yes. And because right. then the passion and enthusiasm just runs through you. And I really think that's as much what people get drawn to It's you know, I, I've Your um, passion. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. There is a guy who I really like a CEO and he was talking about, uh, I, who is the the guy from wall street money never sleeps. Michael Douglas. Is
1: oh, that? um, ugh. Anyway,
2: yeah. Anyway, so like he, was, he was saying he was at a party and he's just such a passionate, charismatic guy. He was like, you know, he could tell a story about ordering Starbucks and it would still be amazing. And I find that with interesting people, it does not matter what your field is. If you are passionate, enthused that, and if you are genuinely interested in it, naturally I, and I think other humans are just drawn to that gravity. Like when someone is really in line with their passion, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is.
1: It's, that is success. If you ask that me, is that is success. Because you light yourself up, you feel great, and other people feel that because that's the unified field in which we live. Okay, last point is freeing ourselves and surrendering. And I I had difficulties with what does surrender mean? And it's being okay with letting things go. And what you find as you move through this new phase of watching, become the watcher of your thoughts, like Eckhart Tolle, but become the watcher of your life, really, um, is notice what's happening. Who's coming towards you? What opportunities are changing? And and, and as things go, you'll feel this certain lack of energy towards a person or your job or an organization. There's a lightening up of the feeling or the the attachment to it. and, And that's you're starting to move away from it. Be okay with that. Don't grasp for control. And then see what's coming in. See what's coming in and get excited about, you know, what you want wants you right? So surrender is a a big one. And and this is really connecting with the God self, allowing God, allowing that beautiful force of love and benevolence to guide you to what's good for you. Because it's not necessarily what's good for me is good for you.
2: That I think is really scary to a lot of people just because we're trained. Exactly. If I let go, what's going to take care of me? And again, I would just liken this to meditation when you let go, there is like, your when you meditate, your cells actually work perfectly, like the better you, get, you meditate. And I'm just going to say that scientifically, it is true. Neurologically, it's how it works. That's why people feel amazing when they do. That's why a doctor tells you to rest, you know, do nothing and let your I'm body brave. heal. So exactly. I think if you can, if you can think that your body is made of all these crazy cells, you know, all the stuff, when you surrender in your body, and it starts to work better, it's a reminder that, this unbelievably complicated thing, the best thing a lot of times I can do is nothing. And so I think, again, as within, so without. That idea of if I can surrender and let this intelligence, whether you call it evolution, whatever it is, work through you, you know, it works in your body, and the body is the most complicated structure ever. So if you can surrender and the intelligence can run through your body and work well, I think you can carry that into other areas of life and go, maybe there's something to this surrender idea.
1: Exactly. And the last point, because we're running out of time today, how fast time goes is uh, we're both heart math practitioners. And that has absolutely changed my life. And when you can learn to create heart coherence within your body, and that is alignment between your brain, your autonomic nervous system and your heart, because there's a, there's a connection. It can either be a negative feedback loop or it can be a renewing feedback loop. When you can become coherent and aligned in your body, you are now, you've now created a peacetime economy, and your cells can work optimally. Yep. And we know that when we feel good physically, it affects our mental health, our mental and emotional health. And, and the whole thing, because we're, four, we're, we're many domains, but for argument's sake, we're four domains. We're mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and it all works together within our being.
2: Yeah, if I may say surrender is something like letting the small, cute intelligence that you think is intelligent go. And letting the grand divine intelligence work its magic. And again, you just have to let it go in meditation for 10 minutes. Watch that force happen. And I think when you talk about getting quiet and surrendering, you know, and then once <laughs> once you trust that force to tie it to the third point of learning, life gets so fun to learn. And when life gets squirrely because you go down some weird paths in the learning, well, hey, you have this beautiful surrender and get quiet system that you can listen to so that you can keep the learning system going.
1: It's a beautiful way to tie that up, my friend. Yeah, yeah re- really, really good. So um, very quickly for anyone who wants to learn something very fundamental is, is, is learning to connect with breath, um, to focus on your heart. That's the heart focus, breathing. And then once you've got a, a regular system established, five seconds in, five seconds out of breath through your nose, thinking about your heart, think yep. about breathing in and out through your heart. Now we're going to bring in uh, renewing, emotion uh, and then the heart lock in the next one is to even radiate once you've got that feeling in your body this is how we can calm the nervous system and create what is really so beautiful and I think that's connecting with our God self which is where we need to go so buddy we've come to the end of our time today I can't express my appreciation for you Scott you've been a huge source of inspiration and hope for me and I am pretty sure the listeners of our show so thank you for your wisdom your efforts and your time
2: I've been honoured to be here. Thank you so much for having me in more ways than one. Thank you.
1: And to you, dear listeners, thank you for giving us your time and attention today, our last day together. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed my show, Unstoppable You, for the last couple of months. I've enjoyed being your host here on the Business Channel. Empowerment, resilience, and passion are my game. If you'd like to connect with me going forward, my website is powerwithin.ca. And you can reach me at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at powerwithin.ca. I would love to be your next keynote speaker at your event, virtual or in person. I deliver a 90-minute-long workshop called Resilience, Your Best Defense for your office or corporation. I'm a performance coach, author, and a heart math trainer. It'd there are many ways. I may add. Thank you, darling. Yeah, there absolutely. are many ways we can work together, and I welcome you. And you have my very best wishes as you journey forward in life, hopefully embodying your highest calling with empowerment, resilience, and passion. Be well, everyone. Thank you
0: for listening to Unstoppable You. Please join Christine Patton for another edition of the program next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, take what inspired you today, practice it, and watch how life unfolds for you on your path to success. We'll talk again next week.